0: We're available on Facebook as Latin Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and ¡Vamos Orlando! Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It's Loud and Proud Orlando, Monday, April 25th, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much for being live. We're actually live, you know, live and breathing
1: and obviously some hurt news, obviously hurtful news. Uh, Orlando City, you know, it's the end of the world. Let's, you know, let's all cry and, and, you know, oh,
0: my God, I'm so disappointed. You know, throw the season away. Let's just throw it in the garbage. Let's just move away. Let's, you know, let's go and turn into Rowdies fans. You know, this, I'm so disappointed this is happening.
1: You know, it hurt, hurt. it's a loss that, that hurt a lot, obviously. Um, I think uh, every single person, you don't really have to be part of the club to feel that way. But you can definitely see shock in a lot of people's faces. Trust me, I was in the press box and uh, a lot of my colleagues We weren't as, you know, we were shocked because, you know, we saw a team that was progressively playing very well, that had a lot of bright spots and a lot of um, good things happening. And then we saw a dive, a complete dive, like, you know, a cliff dive, you know, uh, this Red Bulls game, I take it as that, a bad day at the office. Um, and obviously disappointing for everybody. Um, I think uh, in the post press conference, Oscar Pereja acknowledged that it was, you know, it's his responsibility. And uh, he also, uh, Mauricio Pereira, as a captain, said, you know, we won three in a row before this defeat. Uh, obviously, it hurts the most when it's at home. You know, it hurts the most. We, you know, no team in the MLS wants to drop points at home, right? And so, you know, people were upset, you know, and and I think everybody's entitled of being upset about it. But again, you know, these colors, you know, a lot of people like to say these colors don't run, right? These colors don't run, right? I mean, these colors don't run. So, So we have to turn the page, you know. No professional, and I'm wearing one of the most historic clubs in South America, Santos de Brasil, I want to say hello to Victor Yan as well. Uh, he's probably watching the show. Um, no team in the world, no professional soccer player in the world goes to a game to lose. You know, there's many factors that could contribute to that. And also, there's a good, good tactics of the rival team, the team that they're facing. And I think New York, Red Bulls played, maybe they were in the, the fanciest team. Trust me, Charlotte is probably 10 times fancier than, than the Red Bulls are. We will talk about that later. But I believe that they did everything since the get to make Orlando uncomfortable, like the high press. And I think those are things that right now, Orlando's third in the East still, right? We're not like seventh. We're not like... Bottom of the league, we're not like fourth. We're third, third, and with a possibility, we're definitely once we get the three points against Charlotte. Hopefully, you know we we go back to the you know. And then what 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 are you what are people going to do when if Orlando beats Charlotte? Oh, great! Oh, yeah. that's great! You know, uh, I love the team now forever, forever a lion. You know, forever, right? And so and, and and so and when they lose we're going to be all like I hate everything. Let's go and throw it away. Throw it away and I hate everything. Right like my 4-year-old. You know and and I saw that and, and honestly this is the first time I actually experienced that. Um, you know from and and this goes on Facebook on Twitter this goes on on Instagram. I mean it was insane. If I was the parent of one of those players, I'll be like, yo, really? <laughs> You're third. Like, you know, and uh, either way, tough loss. People deserve to be upset. Uh, I think we're going to talk about it. We're going to dive in into it. We're going to then talk about Charlotte. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Gaston Gonzalez as well. You know, um, he had a really terrible injury, a season ending. We're going to see what's happening with this player. And then obviously we'll talk about OCB. Which OCB played, um, it was a tough game for OCB, but they overcame it. And also we're going to talk about the youth national team. Uh, that they, they play against Slovenia, the youth 15s, and they tied with a academy product. And I want to say hello to also, um, you know, um, Campagnaro is a keeper. He, he plays in, the, in Orlando City Academy, and he was a starter for the youth uh, 15s. And they tied against Slovenia in this tournament. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. Dave, how are you, my friend? Happy Monday. Thank you,
2: Luis. Uh, My sentiments are the same as yours. Uh, It was just a bad day at the office um, this past weekend. And like our captain said, you know, the club won the last three games going into this one on Wednesday people were ripping their their, their, their shirts and right. uh, you know chest beating. If you guys watched the video the reaction video from our friends at uh, Orlando City fan TV you would have thought these guys were coming back from war the way these guys were expressing themselves like they they, they just went to Afghanistan and uh, and, and, and and won the war by themselves and then same people, same people. Uh, on, on Sunday were, we're uh, you know, cutting their veins in distress. Friends, uh, that's, you know, it, it's a season. It's 34 games. We're going to lose a bunch of games. Every team in the world, doesn't matter the league, they're going to lose games badly. Um, Personally, I, I was, I, just like everybody else, I was angry. I was disgusted at the fact that um, this bogey team keeps getting the best out of us away and at home. And uh, it's the first time, Luis, in a very long time that we are left with no goals. That's that's another one, especially at home. Like I said, we had great opportunities that we did not uh, we did, did um, complete it. Um, Oscar Paredes has said that the responsibility starts and ends with the manager. He basically is accepting that uh, what happened is, is his fault. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's all you can do. Now, uh, I want to go into the deep end here with this, Luis, and I would like to get your opinion on this. A lot of people on social media were saying uh, if, he, if we lose against Charlotte, he needs to go, oh, meaning Oscar Pareja. Um, the other thing was that we need to find a better manager. That was the other thing that I heard. Evidently, a lot of people forget that with Adrian Heath, we did the same. And I said, we, because I'm going to talk about the collective. We said, this guy is not going to get us anywhere. So we fired him. A guy that had been here for six and a half years. A guy that chose the color purple for our club colors. The guy that helped design the stadium. The guy that uh, lifted trophies in this in this city, the, the, a guy that is intertwined with who we are as a club, we fire him. Okay, so we fire him, and then we brought in. Uh, on his way out, people had to throw the last second insult so saying you're just a USL coach. Then we bring Jason Christ, oh, who you won an a, a, a MLS Cup in MLS 1.0. Which are uh, not to discount the trophies of that era, but I'm sorry, that's not the same league that it is. To, MLS is not the same league that it is today as it was then. So we bring him in after having the worst season possible with uh, New York City till this day. New York City, New York City's worst season was under Jason Christ. and for uh, two seasons, if you want to look at the half of 2016, 2017, and the half that he was here in 2018, he sank to us into a situation where we're just recovering from. And we ended up firing this man after he just put us in a deep hole. Then for those that that were calling Adrian Heath uh, just a USL coach, then we went and actually got a USL coach in James O'Connor, who I respect a lot as a player, but he was not the person that we needed. Right. right. And he failed to win back-to-back games. He failed to get us to the playoffs he failed to make us go in deep cup runs and all that. Uh, and at the end of the day, we let him go, and we brought this gentleman that you see on the screen. Um, I'm, but for those of the fans that are listening, it's Oscar Pareja. So we bring this gentleman in, and with the same team that James O'Connor had, we make playoffs. And we go to a final in a tournament that no one no, said really. that we had a chance, Luis. We had no chance. And unfortunately, the cards did not uh, show us winning that night. And last, uh, Oscar Pareja, if you went to the uh, the event Pints with Pareja, here's a man that admitted his weaknesses. Here's a man that said, whatever happens, I'm going to give 100% of me. And also, he asked for patience as this is a new team with a lot of new players, a lot of young players, a lot of players learning to play with each other. Um, like we said, we are third in the East, tied in points with second place. The only difference why we're third behind uh, Red Bulls is on goal differential. How we had, how we won, we would have been first. And not only that, we're still in contention for Open Cup. And uh, and 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 you know, it was just it was just a bad game. And if we're going to judge everything by one loss, every team in the
1: universe uh, cool. would be a loser. You know um, fans have obviously and and this this was a lot of um, there's like a little bit of a controversy you know fans were leaving in minute 88 you know and um, I, I saw it a lot of my, my colleagues saw it from the press box and they were they were leaving minute 88 um, you know and 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 some colleagues showed the displeasure on Twitter and they said you know why are you leaving you know and then people are saying, you know, I, I spend my hard-earned money on an inflated market, you know, to watch crappy level soccer like this, you know, and and people want to leave early, right? So, so that's what the people say, right? And, and I completely disagree. You know, I, I personally, I, I, I do agree. You know, people, number one, people are entitled to do whatever they want, right? They have the entitled to do whatever they want. If they need to leave early, they want to leave early. You know, it's fine, but personally, it I think it's cultural, and, and it kind of shows. It kind of shows like this. This type of scenario wouldn't happen in like, in in another country, Th- that that soccer is the number one sport. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, and I think if we want to get to that level, and we're you know, and we're gonna judge, we're gonna be. It, it's either we we we. Um, Create a soccer culture and win titles at some point, which it, it takes time for some teams, you know. Again, Orlando is not a big market. It's, it's a, it's you know, it's, it's a family destination, right? I mean, I think this is uh, wholeheartedly the truth. But if you judge the performances of this club recently, in the recent years since that man took over, compared to the Magic, compared to the Solar Bears, compared to the Orlando Peros, hello to David Siegel, right? If you compare it, it's above. So, tremendous what Orlando has um, become as a franchise, as a team. So, you know, I understand we have a, a lot of young people, right? A lot of people that maybe is their first season watching the MLS. Maybe it's the first time. You know, watching Orlando City in the stadium, right? And obviously, they're judging based on you know they like college football, they like basketball, they like maybe lacrosse, right? And um, you know, it's it's you know it's it's win or lose, no ties, right? And uh, you cannot do that in the sport of soccer, even even though there is a rule that has been has been implemented for OCB. So there's no ties, but that's another, that's another thing. That's another discussion, but usually that doesn't happen. You know, there are ties in soccer. There are bad days in the office in soccer, but you don't see, you know, there's famous teams in the world, teams with a lot of history and soccer culture bring, for example, easy example, Liverpool. You don't see their fans um, walking out minute 88. Um, Arsenal, that maybe it's not my favorite. But, you know, they've had probably one of the worst 10 years in soccer in the British League, in the Premier League, but they're still there, right? So we need to understand that, you know, this type of performances, sometimes they do occur. And the way players move forward is by tackling the next the next task, and just go for the win in the next game. So, you know, in, in my opinion, this is nothing to be, you know, completely exaggerated, just like the title says. Like, it's the end of the world, right? So we're still breathing. We're still alive. The club's still doing great. You know, there are movements happening. You know, we have a coach that actually has a system. We have players that are actually – you know um, you know are are keen to answer questions and, and 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 you know going to the press conferences after a, after a tough loss you know they they're willing to you know put their souls in their in their craft no absolutely and Ready? if you guys remember luis uh, when
2: we used to lose with uh, jason Christ, uh, he would always say, oh there was a lots of positives oscar Pereja did not do that oscar Pereja yeah, said yeah, hey was you, no know, you know there was no positive it's on me And I want to quote myself here for a second. This is a response uh, to a a tweet uh, that our Orlando City fan said, if they lose to Charlotte, Papi has to go. Okay, fair enough. Obviously, this person uh, doesn't know what he's he's talking about because my response was as follows. Uh, And be replaced by who? Were you in a coma in 2016 to 2019? Football is not for those that want to be easily rewarded or for the impatient. When asking to fire someone, please name three suitable replacements. Never let a wind get to your head and a loss to your heart, which is something that Ricardo Moreira always says for those of us who have met the man personally. And I have made that my mantra as well. The fact of the matter is that like people are like, oh, let's fire this guy. Okay, sure. Yeah. Who is going to replace it? Because I'm going to be honest with you. We, we're owned by billionaires. So if we are going to... Fired, um, Oscar Pareja, who is not gonna last more than 30 seconds unemployed in MLS. I got, I guarantee you that. Who are we gonna replace? Oh, the one, uh, Caleb Porter. Caleb Porter turned us down. You guys, you guys forget that the reason why James O'Connor was hired was because Caleb Porter turned us down. And not only Mm -hmm. that, he's here's a guy that that is known to be walking away from teams when things don't go his way. Uh, right now, it's a, a Columbus is a mess. Yes, they, they won a, a championship two years ago. But the fact of the matter is is that I just don't think that's a, that's an improvement to go for another MLS uh, uh, manager. And I'm going to give you the one that, to me, blows me away, Luis. Uh, and that's uh, Miami. Uh, when Miami fired their, their, their manager. And where's that manager right now? That manager is about to take... Uruguay to the World Cup that man is about to manage Facundo Torres into a World cup Miami fired that guy for Phil Phil I am uh, uh, David Beckham's buddy that's 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 Phil Neville that's the that's the guy that they fire that, that, that they fired this is the thing you know we can we can't uh, you know we can and, and that's a fantastic manager. And I, and his name escapes my mind right now. Uh, uh, the the guy that used to be in Miami, uh, Luis, that is in Uruguay right now. Oh, Diego Alonso. Diego Alonso, thank you. Diego, Diego Alonso is a fantastic man. manager, a fantastic man. Diego Alonso got to an Uruguay that was not making the top four in in, in South America and got them over the hump to automatic uh, automatic um, uh, uh, qualification. I'm sorry, guys. You know, if you if we're gonna fire a um, if we're going to fire Oscar Pareja tomorrow, who is going to take it within reason? Because I, I know people throw crazy names out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are they going to be? Because the, the, the fact of the matter is is that this is the first year where we have money. We invested $22 million into into the staff, into, into the players. They got stoned the situation. We're going to talk about that because I talked to a, a, a source from the sure. club. I talked to my sources in Argentina. This is tragic altogether nobody predicted something like that my friends we lost one game right
1: You know, one game and, and, and and this is the thing you know I, I, again we were hosting a world cup in 2026 we want orlando to be one of the host cities you know pers- this is my personal opinion that it doesn't it doesn't Um, obviously, this is not the the outlet's opinion. It's my personal. Luis Carlos Pineda, you can come look for me if you want. I mean, it's my opinion. But I think that we need need to be better too, you know. I mean, you know, these colors don't run, right? These colors don't run. We need to have that mentality in a way. I was watching the game of Inter-Miami in the press box against um, Atlanta, right? Probably the two worst teams. Right, right now, you know, and in the east, and and I think New England is probably will like uh, to have a word with you. <laughs> and and the and the, and the fans were cheering for minute one, and they stay till every single minute. You know, and, and again, you know, I'm I've never been to to, to that stadium, and I, I don't really. You know, have any any? I, I want to go. You know, I'm 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 Orlando through and through, and I support the organization and the people that work there are extremely amazing. I have nothing but good things to say, uh, you know, about them. And obviously, you know, when you put so much into the logistics of just turning on the lights and having a, a game of, of soccer, obviously, no fan wants to see their team lose three 0 at home, and I totally understand that. But, you know. We we and, and again and, and I think we're gonna touch on this and then we're gonna analyze the actual soccer aspect. But I think we're gonna touch on this now. You know, w- OCB. What's what's com- I mean, there was no one there. You know, and and I think uh, Dave, there was I think a miscommunication that you wanted to bring out. I mean, oh, no, absolutely, there was no one there for for for, for OCB.
2: Yes, I spoke with uh, I spoke with my ticket rep today. Um, obviously, I. I I called him about uh, buying tickets for the Open Cup game, which we will talk about that later. Uh, but I, I, he asked me, "Hey, uh, how was how was the game uh, Sunday, whatever?" And and I told him, I said, "Hey, I was very disappointed because uh, the place where I park flat out told me that they were only open for the main event for for Orlando City, and that they were going to they were going to like lock the park the the parking lot after the game." Uh, so I went to security and I said, hey, I'm just going to go move my vehicle parking in the street, and I'm going to come back. And they're like, nope, if you leave the building, you can't come back. So it's a like catch-22. And at that time, you know, I was uh, already tired, uh, angry, like everybody else, about the situation with how the game ended. And And I left, and I went home and I watched that on TV. By the way, fantastic performance from the boys, especially yeah. Javier Otero, who, in Oof. my opinion, is going to be uh, is going to be a menace in MLS for sure. Um, the so so other uh, people were telling me, "Hey, I, I did not know. I live far. I couldn't stay that late because it was uh, basically an hour and thirty minutes in between the end of one game and the other for obvious reasons. Obviously, players have to vacate uh, the, uh, the 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 locker room so for the two other two teams to come in." And um, there were people that were like, hey, I would have loved to stay, but I was there with my 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 son or my daughter, and uh, you know there was no food because they closed all the um, all the uh, venues for you to get food and drink inside the stadium. So I had to I had to go somewhere. So they left. Uh, so the club admits that it was a fantastic idea that was poorly coordinated in the sense that obviously they have no control of where people park. This is this is from from my tech rep that they 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 forgot that people park in different areas and those areas are not necessarily open 24-7. So in the future, they're going to try to do this event again, uh, let the fans know uh, with anticipation, uh, remind people during the game, because I was told by our friend Gavin, there was an announcement very, very early on where there was barely any people inside the stadium and one very, very, very late after the game had ended and 75% of the people had already left. Uh, and again, once you walk out, you can come back in. Right, so right. that's the situation with that. And, um, you know, um, again, uh, our club is, 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 is learning from its mistakes. And that's another right. thing uh, with Jared and his staff as fans. Let's give them the opportunity to correct problems, because we are very quick to get on the Twitter and then right. talk trash about the front office without giving mm. them the opportunity to fix the problem.
1: And, and, and another thing is, you know, again, you know, 2026 is coming up, you know, and what, what this club has been trying to do that it differentiates from any other brand of sports in the state of Florida in my opinion, is that Orlando City Soccer has been organic from the get-go. From its inception as a club in USL, the support, the fandom, the front office, the media, communications have been pretty much people working hand-in-hand together for the betterment of the club. It translated into MLS. It continued. This club is trying to bring a soccer culture in the city, a culture in order to bring a culture it takes time. We cannot expect to be Chelsea by the snap of our fingers. I would love to for, for Orlando to be like Chelsea. Trust me, and we we have the opportunity to get to that point. But unfortunately, you know, um, it, it it takes time, right? But we're making the right moves. And I think that we need to definitely see it the bigger picture. You know the bigger picture of w- of what's to come, right? And so I think those little things, when it came to you know just talking about, oh, I'm not watching this, I'm not paying for this, you know, all oh, right, 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 I'm paying for this, you know, like if this is Circus of Soleil, right, or, or like this is like a, you know High L A, right? Um, no, this is a, this is a soccer. You know, each player on the pitch had to go through hard work, training for for, for hours, and unfortunately. Nothing worked. And now talking about the actual soccer aspect of it, we're gonna discuss right now. This is a lineup that started the game. It was a 4-2-3-1, you know, with Araujo and Juno as the mid. A backline consisting of Roan, Rodrigo, Jensen, and obviously Joan Mutinho. Three right here below Eric Erjan Carda was the, the, the nine. Facundo Torres, uh, left wing. Then you got Mauricio right um, behind, um, as a number 10, right behind Kara, And then Alexandre Pato as right winger. You know, on the other side, you know, I I always said, and I always referred to these two players in past episodes, and then I'll give the mic to Dave. Caceres Jr., the Venezuelan international. What a player. He always has played against Orlando. Orlando has lost three games. The, New York is one of the few teams that Pareja has not been able to beat. So, um, But he has been consistent in all those games. This was probably an opportunity for us to put the stop on him. But unfortunately, we probably overlooked them. as I really seem, to go more towards Fernandez or Amaya. Another player that doesn't really like Orlando, it's Lewis Morgan. And you guys will say, but why, Lewis? Why? The reason is he's an Inter Miami player at heart. That's the reason why he celebrated going one, two, three, and kiss his hand. Because he still feels, you know, I'm going to go and beat Orlando. I mean, those type of things happen in the sport, right? You can go move to Barcelona, but if you're playing against, you know, your former team, you still have some sort of connection, right? Those are things, you know. Morgan had a hell of a game. He, I think, he has he, he him and um, and uh, Casares to me were the t- best two for New York, and uh, they no one can contain them. You know, um, it was just bad game, and then the handball, right? I, I mm-hmm. guess we'll, we can talk about the handball too. So bad decision. What do, what what do I take from this game? First and foremost, Orlando was, in my opinion, slow, slowly trying to dominate possession by using their passing. You, you can tell by seeing the stats in the first half. Orlando had zero shots on goal in the first half and then only three shots on goal during 90 minutes. That's, that's, that's something that should never happen again, obviously. And then, you know, even though there was a lot of passing, a lot of uh, trying to create there was nothing created on the wings, nothing being created on the the flanks, nothing whatsoever. And it was just kind of, their play was just slow and sloppy. Meanwhile, Red Bulls was, I wouldn't say dominating, I would say they were playing overly physical on purpose because they know they're trying to control the tempo of the game. So they're playing overly physical, overly physical to put them on check to slap him on the wrist and say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to beat you in in your actual stadium. Watch out, right? And started from minute one. They stepped also, I think the ref let the game play. And the first yellow card New York had was probably after the minute 30, after the 35th minute, uh, New York had a, um, a yellow card. Before that, Ruan got his face stepped on you know, uh Rodrigo Schlegel got elbowed by the same player. No, no yellow, right? And so those little aggressive moves where I come from, you know, it's like, you know, they're trying to play rough because they're trying to say, Hey, I'm here, we're gonna beat you. It's kind of like trying to check on you, you know, check on you type of thing, you know, just kind of hit you in the head a little bit, right? And um New York just kept gaining momentum, momentum, and just the Lions, unfortunately, to me, they could not cope with the press whatsoever. They couldn't handle the press that they were doing. New York players were constantly hassling, recouping the ball from Orlando, and then when Orlando had the ball, unfortunately, the passes weren't sinking, and it was creating turnovers, in which it will create eventually transition place for the for for uh, New York to go on the attack. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, this is something that, like Pareja said, he's going to have to take it, you know, back to the drawing board and just see, you know, what happened, right? And um, it was good to see Jack Lynn for sure. It was his first time in the MLS, minute 88, you know, minute 88. And then, you know, Thomas Williams, which, I mean, what a future, uh, that that young Man has, Dave. What were some of the things that you noticed in this game that that you probably say, hey, you know, these are things that should not happen again. You well, know, uh, we, nothing we, we, to we, add, Luis, because <laughs> uh,
2: you have said it all. It was just a bad performance. One of the uh, I remember talking to Fernando Darguila, who was the manager for Orlando City B uh, a few years back when we were in USL League One. And he told me that one of the main things that you have to do when you are a, a visiting team is you gotta get the crowd out of it. How do you do that? You score a ton of goals and you shut them up, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the, after the second goal, uh, our our fans were lethargic because they know that coming back from two goals is very difficult. And I'm gonna keep this short because I wanna I wanna hear the comments from our fans. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day. Um, I felt that the, the goals were, were cheap. First goal, it was a toe poke on top of the box, criminal defending. Um, the second one, even though Pedro uh, had a, uh, a save. Uh, the fact of the matter is is that, you know, the luck of the game, the ball just bounces back immediately into the path of the attacking player. Boom, 2-0. Two, two and uh, the uh, penalty, in my opinion, should have never been because there was no ill intent from uh, Rodrigo Schlegel to use his hand to deviate the ball I mean he's completely uh, looking the other way the player basically uh, just uh, hits the ball on purpose to the hand and FIFA rules already have determined but I guess I guess because we're always playing with the old rules and all this other crap that always happens that pro always finds a way to justify the unjustifiable uh, you know, you, you if you purposely direct the ball to a player that has no idea. Like for example, if you are supporting yourself with your hand on the ground, if somebody kicks the ball to your hand, that's not a handball because you are you are just supporting your weight, trying to get up or whatnot. So they're trying to avoid this this dirty play, basically what that that what that is. Uh, about the man uh, about the ref, you know what I mean? We complain they week in week out. Uh, I, I believe the game against Miami and Atlanta has some whoppers this past uh, so this past weekend. Mm. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about a league that uh, advertises their 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 mess ups. Uh, that has a sponsor that is making money out of making fun of itself. Nowhere else in the world do you see something outrageous like that. So we're gonna leave it at that. Uh, what under the is A new week new things. Correct. Well, let's, let's go ahead and see what
1: our, our fans are talking about. Let's see. Victor Rivera says, it seems they have an issue with aggressive teams and they get frustrated instead of doing their thing. They let it go to, them. they let it get to them. Okay. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, this is something that Oscar needs to take notes and, you know, I'm sure, you know, typically, you know, how do you combat high press? It's just by you also being physically present. Mm-hmm. you know not, not letting yourself uh, beat them you know you know let them beat you to the punch right you, yeah. you have to also be you know show them that you're you're there this is your home turf and you're going to defend it right so Absolutely. um, I just think that that's something that I'm sure Oscar's gonna take a look into that and and I'm sure they'll they'll jot it down for the next game. Jim D, they need to reverse the order OCB play before OC. Mm-hmm, that way, people show up halfway to the OCB match. You don't see the headlining band play first. I, I think that's a great observation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot uh, of people said that. I, I agree. I agree. Um, Taylor, cool. I also don't think Orlando has a chance to host a World Cup with a lack of, of a major stadium. Um, Gotta
2: comment on that, uh, Taylor. Uh, we uh hosted in nineteen ninety-four yeah. with using the citrus bowl. That's the intended uh stadium. The state and the federal government already have uh promised uh money for for renovations if we are selected as a city. Uh right now our our, our the team that the Orange County and uh the city of Orlando have put together to bring uh the World Cup to us in twenty twenty six is a star studded uh, group headlining, uh, that group is Kaka. And our our uh, mayor, Buddy Dyer, who, who's an Orlando They're City gone. fan, you know, he yeah, goes to the games bad. all the time. He's not one of those yeah. guys that show up, shows up every night. That guy goes to 95% of them. And um, the other thing is, is that uh, we are in better condition than cities, let's say like Atlanta, um, FIFA is not going to play in an indoor NFL stadium. Like I can tell you that right now, and and that bothers them. Oh, we bring seventy-five thousand. It doesn't matter. You know, it's the facility, is the the surface, is the amount of uh, hotel rooms that you can have. We're a city built for hosting events, and exactly. uh, for that for that reason alone, uh, we're still one of the uh, the the good ones. And I, that's your response, my
1: friend. So that's that's that. All right, Colin Garby, uh, how you doing, my friend? It says I love pareja, and he needs to stay. However, we've lost three out of four home games so far, and that is pretty damaging if we want to host in the playoffs. I agree. That's very
2: true. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Can't deny then,
1: and it can't can really deny that. I mean, you gotta win everything at home, in my opinion, if you want to win the league, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, as much as you can. So I think this should be. You know, I think um, they're going to look into this, I'm sure, and, and try to, you know, they're going to have to be Charlotte, right? I, I think it's a must win because you, you cannot keep losing a home and then winning away. Right. You right. Know? Yeah, I mean, you can still go through the playoffs by winning a lot of away games, but what are your chances, right? I mean, you're playing for. You got to motivate front. your people. Right. You got to play in front of your home crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And the home crowd needs to cheer from minute one to minute 90. Nijay N- Thompson, people want to host a World Cup. People want to both support, want to both support, but then do this, right? Oh, yeah, makes 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 sense. You know, I just think um, it's 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 growing. It's a soccer culture in Orlando. I think Orlando is becoming a soccer city, um, and um, you know, Orlando City has a huge part of this, and this goes from USL days. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, and, and again, I, I, I live in Orlando. I live in Orlando, and and I, I, I understand how it goes you know there are a lot of people in Orlando they honestly they have no affiliation to any sort of club you know you see like Red Wings uh you know you know fans and you have also Lakers fans and you have you know Red Bulls fans I saw some Red Bull people that lived in Orlando you know because they follow the MLS before Orlando was incepted and you know is is Unfortunately, it's like that. And, and not, but Orlando, since the USL's inception, has built, starting to build a culture, a soccer culture. And little by little, it's growing and growing and growing. And, you know, it's getting into places like St. Cloud, where there was no soccer before. Places like Bithlow, like Christmas, Florida, right? Places like, you know, um, Lake Mary, you know. And so, you know, like Claremont, Groveland, Mascotti. There you go. I mean, look, look, I know about these cities. And and now they got, you know, fans that maybe it's the second season watching the sport. But this is thanks to having a good brand in the city that represents them well. See? And so, and, and, and I commend them for that. So, Victor Rivera, I think he has been the best manager for this team. I'm talking about Oscar Pareja compared to the others. I know people love Inchi. But that is the past, and we need to look forward. And look what Inchi has accomplished with Minnesota, right? And so I think yeah. – Yeah,
2: playoffs year three, uh, constant uh, playoff team, final in um, Open Cup. And, uh, you know, and and I understand – that, and, and I and I understand – I'm going to preface this by, by saying – I understand that a lot of people don't have the attachment that the old-timers like myself have for Inchi. I get it. I understand no, it, definitely. and I respect that. But at the same time – uh, he has proven that he has managed to get some success in Minnesota. Uh, he has given Minnesota uh, stability, continuity, a uh, culture. We could have had that here, but we decided that the Twitter mob and the Facebook groups were going to take over because that's what Nikki Budali used to do. He, uh, he used to get his marching orders from people that l- just learned the sport last week. And we decided to fire the man and we he sent us in a rabbit hole. The, the thing about um, Jared Dillon that I would like to communicate with you guys is that the guy comes in basically three and a half weeks before we start a season. The guy's living in Tampa, he's commuting to Orlando. Uh, And uh, when he did the focus groups, based on the the reaction that we had on Twitter, so you have to thank uh, OC Twitter for that, he was finding out things that not even our owners knew that were happening uh, because nobody in our past regime bothered to ask the fans, especially the season ticket members, what their feelings were. And, you know, he said, hey, I have no power. What happens on the pitch? but I'll try to help out with the other things. We know, we all know, that there was damaging decisions when it came to raising the prices of the tickets, when it came to uh, decisions affecting the ticket holders and all that. That has affected our attendance. Last Sunday, this is the cruelty of this game, Luis. 17,503 people came. This is the highest attendance that we've had. Right, right. right. Beating, beating the opening game of the season. So it's, it's a tragedy that we lose. Now, I can tell you this. I have spoken with people uh, on my way to the car. I have spoken with people via DMs. A lot of people were excited. Even though we lost, even, even though we didn't score a goal, they, they are excited. They came because they saw what happened Wednesday, which we haven't talked about, Luis. They saw a reaction. They wanted to see. The casuals are coming back, my friends. The casuals are coming back. And they want to see this team win. So we have, to, we have to stand behind our club. Like I said, you know, don't let this defeat get to you. Right. This Saturday night, bring friends, pack the car, yeah. go to, to, go to Explore, and let's just go have a good time, and let's do it all over again. The beauty of the calendar is there's one day after the other. So, um, and, 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 I, and, and with this list, I would like to talk about what happened Wednesday. I think um, uh, it, was, it was a beautiful night of football. Um, it was the point where the fans that came during the MLS era sort of got to relive for one night what USL used to be. Um, I think uh, Rowdies came in with a team that gave us a run for our money. They were very dangerous. They almost got away with it. Uh, had they capitalized on that first uh, first half where they dominated completely, but I think it was good for us to bookend that era, like I had said in the in the, the episode of last week. To me, the night proved that we are miles ahead of what the Rowdies are. Uh, we have left them in the dust. We are making making them too relevant, in my opinion. Uh, they play in a baseball field. We have a state-of-the-art stadium that has been copied over and over and over and over throughout North America. Uh, we have in our roster players that have played in the World Cup, in, in the high-stakes uh, uh, events of Europe and South America. I mean, at this point, routers are what they are. They're a minor league team, and they're not even, even dignified to carry our gym back. So for me that that robbery is done because a robbery implies equality of levels. And this is not it. There's no pro relegation in the United States. There's no way the rowdies will ever get into MLS. So that's it. My friends, we need to leave them. That's why uh, at, at Sunday, when I hear this, this rowdy singing, it's, it, it, you know, it's, we need to definitely put that in the past. We need to start singing about Atlanta, about Miami, about the clubs that are relevant. And with this, I finish, please. I, uh, it, like I said, it was, it was a great night, uh, for us to relive our history, see where we came from and where we're going. But my friends, we cannot move forward if we are constantly looking at the rear view mirror. And that's what we're doing when we are making a team like this relevant in our chanting, relevant in our, uh, in our history. And I know there was a lot of animosity. <laughs> I know there was a lot of animosity from the fans. Like I said. At the end of that game, you would have thought people wanted to eat their own children. They were so pumped up. Um, my, my image of the whole thing is, is, is we need to encapsulate that energy and move forward in the tournament, obviously, and in the league. This is just a, a, a bump on the road, and we just got to eliminate that and, and just move forward. 80, over 8,500 people went to Exploria on a Wednesday night. I know it was a big sacrifice for a lot of people including myself, uh, you know, if you work uh, to just go home, shop something down your throat, put some clothes, and head downtown. And uh, we hope that on the next game, the next Open Cup game, that the, the fans go out to support our club as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a great game for sure. And, you know, again, you know, um, uh, I see it. The rivalry still continues, in my opinion. I mean, whether whether – whether we still have a 70 streak like the undertaker you know we're getting close to that 21 and 0 but I mean we have a 70 streak against the rowdies this is something that is going to be carried on our you know our kids are going to have to deal with at, at some point as well so because it's a, I, like i said you know as a, as somebody that grew up in orlando and and i know for, for sure i mean back in my i can speak for me only you know you always want to be tampa you know, if you're in Orlando high school, you always want to be the Tampa high school in any sport because they get, you know, the lightning, the bucks. You know, they get they get all, all all that big market. Right. They call them the big market of Florida. Right. And so, you know, coming and ruining their party and having this streak speaks volumes. Right. And it, it tells you that right now the sucker city in Florida is Orlando. And I think a lot of people need to be be super proud of that. You know, I, I think, and this is thanks to the club because if the club would have not come to Orlando, you know, we, I would have seen a lot of the same people that are probably, you know, you know, with their, I don't know, Predators, Orlando Predators jerseys or, I don't know, and our football, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, 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 it's great in my opinion. Okay. Let's do some comments here. This is Victor Rivera. The, the all-inclusive price for the open cup is great. Well worth it. You know, um, You know, you know, people showed up on a Wednesday night, you know, and um, but if it would have been playing Osceola, it it would have gone look packed. If if you think of it, you know, just to throw it out there, right? Absolutely, right. Uh, Jared Dunn, um, Jared Dawn or or Don, Jared Don. Thanks for doing the show. No, no, no. thank you, Jared. My pleasure. Jared Don says. What moves would you like to see OCSC make this summer transfer window? Oh, this is a great question. A great question. Go first, go first uh, Dave, and then I'll go and answer after that.
2: Gonzalez replacement. That's in, and, and uh, I know we keep teasing you. I, 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 uh, I, I wanna, I wanna finish this before we go into that. Uh, but we definitely, we definitely, the injury has thrown a monkey wrench in our engine we were getting a, 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 a beast of a winger that we are not getting now until next year. So we definitely need to, need to, before the windows closing, trying to find a stopgap uh, player um, that can, that can, that can serve us. Uh, well, mind you, we paid $3 million for Gaston, who's not going to play until next year. Um, and, and, um, I am I am one that believes that we need to have competition at in, in right back and left back, and we also have to have competition at striker. Even though Kara has scored goals and things like that, we can't let people be comfortable. In my opinion, we have to have people pushing every everybody all at the same time. Uh, if we want to, we want to lift silverware. So uh, as of right now, I would like to see. Uh, personally, I would like to see Freeman, Rivera, and um, uh, Lynn sent to USL Championship teams. My opinion. I don't think they're. I think they they're, they're above the quality that OCV can offer uh, right now. I am not impressed with MLS. Is uh, MLS next? The quality there. I, I gotta be quite honest with you. Uh, it's very complacent. Uh, everybody's basically at the same level. And it's not pushing those players to do better. Uh, in my opinion, is we should send them to a team where winning is everything because there's no first team. There's winning is now. I think it will it will challenge them. And I'm gonna go further. I'm gonna go even further. We have two great uh, clubs in USL Championship in this state: Tampa Bay Rowdies and Miami. We can definitely send some some of those players alone to uh, Tampa Bay Routers, and I, and I know some of you are throwing up, ripping your clothes right now, burning the computer. But let's we, we gotta think about ourselves right now, not not rivalries of the past. We need to find our players, competitive teams, and you know let's not make it hard on them. They can we, we they can stay in Florida near us, but definitely we need to put them in a more competitive um, um, environment. Wilfred Rivera, in my opinion, uh, is a is a, a tricky number ten that has seen international play already uh, with Puerto Rico uh, with the first team. By the way, with the first team, uh, which is basically a bunch of LS players and uh, USL players, and uh, you know Puerto Rico is not a world beater, but in the Caribbean they they are one of the best teams. That's fat. So we, uh, in my opinion, that's what I would like to see, um, and also. You know, maybe this summer we may we may have to say goodbye to some people. We're gonna have to trade some people. I personally think that some of the guys that we got on the uh, on the super draft that have gone to OCB are not 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 worthy of a spot. I'm sad to say, the era of the of the uh, Daryl DKs and the Kyle Aarons, it's, it's over for us. We are no longer bad enough that we're picking the best of the crop in this uh, draft. We are actually getting players that are okay, but we need to look forward. And, and, and to be honest with you, um, I, I, am, I am disappointed that some of our loanees go into OCB and some of our picks from the last two drafts because they are not giving us anything. And I'm going to go even further because you guys know that we are not cheerleaders. We don't, uh, we're not married to anybody. We are not, uh, you know, we don't carry nobody's baggage. I personally think that Oscar Paredes' son has no business in OCB. I just don't see quality there. I'm sorry to say this is nepotism to the 25th power. He is not an IMLS player. He is not. And he's there because of his dad. And I'm going to say it. Okay, and you know, I know that they listen to us at the, at the, the club, and uh, there's a lot of good people that, uh, that I love and that I respect, but that's, that's, those are facts. I'm sorry, they're bad. No, 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 no. We, if we're gonna have uh, a, a reserves team, these guys have to be hot and ready. What we're doing with uh, Moises Tablante, in my opinion, is a crime. This guy. And, you know, I'm going to say it because I had a source that told me that before this year, Sporting Kansas City and Miami had an interest on this kid. Atlanta United had an interest on this kid. Out of loyalty, this guy stayed with Orlando City. And the, the only thing that is stopping him from going to the first team is the fact that he is not a citizen. He will need an international spot. Or for Orlando City to pay for him to get a green card. Therefore, we can use The reserve team to stock players until we find them acceptable to be brought on or to be let go, and we can bring players that we have no use for, that are only there because they are the coach's son.
1: You you guys wanted me to get real; that's what it is. Well, I, I I understand. I understand what you're saying, you know, but I, 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 in a way, agree and don't agree with you. Um, you know MLS is MLS Next Pro it's his first year in its inception um, the play it's not going to be what we've seen from USL um, it's not yet on that level but these are kids that I mean I've been to every single CB game so far and I can say that you know they play with their hearts out and um, you know it's funny because OCB is the sparing is, is a sparing partner so it's the it's the team that plays in um, sometimes in training grounds for Orlando City they play against the first team all the time right And so not only Oscar but also some of his staff oversees those kids and monitors them and things like that. They're there but also you have to understand the first team is there to compete in the highest level possible which is the MLS right? So I understand the talent that Tablante has, that Wilfred Rivera has. I understand, you know, but the fans are also in, and the club needs to also win, right? And in order for them to join and them being our franchise players or our international players, let's say, even though Rivera is an is American citizen, but, you know, you, his, their time is going to come. You know, I, I'm, I know for a fact, and uh, but there is a process to everything. In, in my opinion, there's a process to everything. And at the moment, I think we need to trust it, you know, trust the process for now, you know, and and, and see where it takes us, right? I think right now, OCB, you know, yeah, they lost a couple games, you know, uh, but they still, you know, like yesterday's performance, for example, play with their hearts out and, uh, you know, beat a really good, you know, New England team. Um, in penalties and everything. And it was a great performance by OCB. Those kids, and Pereira said it well, you know, he said in the post-press conference in New York, he said, you know, those kids, we know those kids. And we know those kids are going to get to what Thomas, you know, like what Thomas is doing right now, which is playing with the first-level team. But it's a process. And, you know, eventually we have now OCB. They've gotten two players that are very exciting and I, they, actually, they actually played against New England, and they, in my opinion, they did great, which is Victor Ian from Santos. And then you have uh, Nisera Costa uh, from uh, Independiente del Valle, which they are going to only get better. And also, they could maybe be called up for the first team as well, because they already know what it takes to win. Niza nice Costa comes from winning a championship in Ecuador, uh, Copa, no, Copa Libertadores, you know, the Libertadores, as, uh, under 20. And then uh, Victor Yan has also trained with the first team of Santos many times, has also had some minutes with the first team uh, while in Santos. So, And talking to some of my friends from Brazil, they're journalists that are Santistas as well. They're like, you know, Victor Yan is a great prospect. I think Orlando won the lotto there because he's he, he's a great player. So, you know, we'll see. What I would change out of this team, just to answer what Jared said real quick, uh, left back and a right back for sure, um, and a striker. I think uh, that's that's what I would change. And also, yeah, you know, maybe look into our bench and see maybe, you know, maybe what, what can we get for, you know, uh, uh, an, another player or, you know, but right now I think we're going to ride with OCB and we're going to ride with this team till the end of the, till, till the end of the season, unless, you know, there's any uh, a surprise that we, that we don't know about due to the fact that Gaston Gonzalez, it's injured. Right. Uh, Dave.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I was, uh, I was taking some notes here. Um, yeah, well, as you all know, we had um, we had Nachito Sanchez, beat writer for the Fuón de Santa Fe. Uh, the guy it's in every platform, every media, radio, podcasting, what the guy's a multifaceted uh, journalist. Uh, he lives for that club. Uh, right now he's in Brazil with the team as they are playing Sudamericana. And um, uh, one of the things that um, you guys did not get to hear was before we started recording. he's like, hey, uh, tomorrow after the game that is supposed to be Facundo's last, I'm going to ask him to say something like, hey, guys, listen to uh, Loud and Proud or Land or something like that. We we're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. And my friends, uh, 70th minute, down two goals, 2-0. Uh, The guy blows his left knee going after a ball that was going to run out of the pitch for a uh, goal kick. Uh, Weird, for those that have seen the video, it's super weird that that happened. Uh, Technically, that was his last game. He was just going to call it a day. Um, I spoke with Nachito, and basically this is what we know. And you guys are seeing the, the picture of what happened that day. This was last Tuesday. Uh, the fact is is that uh, that's a, uh, he's an Orlando city player it was all said and done uh, right now both clubs and the uh, representatives for the player are working out the details obviously he's not gonna be playing this year um, obviously uh, union was expecting some money out of uh, out of Orlando City so uh, that's the, the the risk the restructuring of the of the deal and how they're gonna get paid Um The other thing that they have to work out is if the player is going to have surgery in Argentina or here in Florida, is he going to rehab in Argentina or here in Florida? Uh, The fact is, is that this was a life changing opportunity for a guy uh, that I, I, I've sort of gotten to know uh, watching him play uh, Through third parties, I know the individual the, uh, listening to his dad talk about the whole thing. His dad is a mailman. Uh, b- because of this, he is known all over uh, the city. The city is basically split among two teams, Cologne and, and Unión. And even the Colon fans really like the guy. They just see him as one, you know, a guy from one of the poorest neighborhoods in the city. Um, and they were wishing him well. And a situation like this happened. Uh, I reached out to a source, and um, I basically uh, said, hey, devastating, this thing with Gonzalez. He said, devastating, and um, uh, when I asked uh, this source uh, what was going to happen with the situation and that I wish that this was another path of redemption story, uh, this person responded, we're going to do what's the right thing to do, and we'll be good so that's that's uh response from a source close to the club um the uh i'm gonna have uh reporter not nachito uh, another source that I've been using out of santa fe uh she's gonna be with uh w- with us at tiro de esquina this week uh it's gonna be like a short uh, uh inform- like informative thing if there's anything of importance I will bring it up to the to this to this uh show obviously. Um, and, uh, it basically that's the, that's the situation that what's going on over there, uh, with, with this player, uh, he's an Orlando city player, uh, ACL tear on the left knee. Um, that's basically, uh, the, 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 the diagnosis of what's going on, uh, a tragedy altogether. If you ask me, um, i so I've been watching so much union. I think that the, the team, because they are so desperate for money, they are playing in three tournaments at the same time. They are trying to j- bring revenue. They just overplayed him, uh, in my opinion. Uh, if down two goals, you know that you're not going to win. They should have pulled him, in my opinion. But the fact is, is that this guy, like, he gives everything he's got, and uh, he played like this was what it was. You know, It was an important tournament. And, and in the process, he ends up hurting himself, not the club. Uh, obviously, Union already re, re, uh, recalled somebody from their reserves and they're good to go for Brazil. But, you know, the individual, right. you know, Arsene Gonzalez, is, is, is the guy that uh, ends up holding the crappy end of the stick in this situation.
1: Yeah, I'm sure the club will make the best decision possible, you know, regarding that. Um, you know, the, the time's ticking, though, because if they decide that they're not going to continue with him, I think they have like seven days or like, you know, I think now it's like seven or eight days left in the window. So, you know, I highly doubt in that amount of time, a suitable replacement is going to come unless there's a trade that we don't know, like a Yassi Sardis trade, you know, Um, you know, those are things that the club I'm sure is also taking a look. I mean, I'm sure they'll make the best decision possible. Let's read some comments here. Jeffrey Ordaz, says, "One show, hermanos. He says, good show, brothers. There's need to be accountability for the players' performance. No, I agree. I mean, people are entitled to be upset out of this performance. And then I know that the players know about it. You know, um, you can tell about how they walked in into the pre- post-press conference. I mean, they didn't really want to be there, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, Mauricio Pereira being Mauricio Pereira, being the captain of the team, he was, you know, sh- he showed up and... Responded every single question that the press asked and, you know, um, they said, you know, we're going to move forward and we're going to try to win against Charlotte. Right. So but I do agree that, you know, I think enough has been said already. Right. About the performance. And uh, but it's just one game, too. You know, and uh, it hurts to lose at home. But, you know, what else can we do? We cannot go back in time and, you know, go, you know, get in the trunks time machine and then fight sell. Right. Can't do that um Jesus Mundi he says here. I, I'm gonna translate it. He says I go to almost every game that that every single game that um, the team plays away, and honestly, it's a pity. The games in Orlando are a pity, are pitiful, essentially, right? uh And then he says, uh, "Don't be afraid of talking bad about the front office." If not, things are not going to get fixed. No one is going to take your press pass to go to the games. (laughs) Um, No, I don't know. In my opinion, um, I I disagree with that, in my opinion. Uh, And this is not because of the club. It's just because I've lived in Orlando (laughs) for the longest time. And, you know, we're not a winning city. I mean, to be honest with you. Um, And... uh, this is the best thing that has happened for the city of Orlando, Orlando City and Orlando Pride and now OCB, right? So, you know, and it has such a, it, it's bringing soccer into a city that nobody really thought soccer was gonna be the, the sport that was gonna stick and, and it did. So, you know, and again, I base my judgment on people based on my own experiences. So, and every single person, from the person that opens the gate, from the from the interns, from the people that, uh, the, the gentleman in, in security, you know, that checks my bag, from the people in the stands, the people that are cleaning, every single person has treated me with the utmost respect. And, you know, if, if they are that way and they behave themselves that way, you know, I, I really... Um, I think things are happening, maybe not at the pace that, you know, somebody that is just strictly watching the game wants it to be. Right. But things are happening nonetheless. And, um, you know, I have nothing but faith, you know, and uh, let, let, let's see what happens. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll be the fool. Right. But at least let me have that opportunity to be the fool and and, and believe. Right. So, um, it says here, uh, Oscar Andres Perucho. Uh, he must be Peruvian. How you doing, my friend? Hola, ¿cómo estás, hermano? It was a good feeling beating Rowdies. But keep in mind, there were no shots on goal for 90 minutes last game. Three shots on target. We can beat the Red Bulls for the past three years at home. No, of course. I, I, I agree. I mean, right? I mean, we, we've talked about it already, right? Um, I think – uh it's time to turn the page on this game and focus on the next one and i Absolutely. think and i think that you know um let's let's use the one uh, at rebels arena as a gauge to see right, if there right. has been growth and, and another thing i want to say is you know we're playing against a team like, like it's charlotte that has a lot of good players and uh, not only have a good little players but they've sold out their stadium i know that they're a brand new team in town so obviously the the dome is like booming right just like it was with orlando when orlando first started but you know let's you know i think it's you guys's responsibility you know also and you know the fans responsibility to pack it up we're orlando city right we're, we're the city of orlando we're central florida this is my stadium this is that's what brings a culture right to put an example for Oscar Andres Perucho, he probably understand. I don't know what team he supports in Peru, but Alianza Lima, one of the most popular teams in Peru. Alianza Lima packs its stadium, whether it's, whether it's a Wednesday game or it's a Sunday game at three o'clock. And they are probably, they have one of the worst records in Copa Libertadores in history. They haven't won a game in Copa Libertadores in years. But they packed the, pack the stadium. So, you know, so to get to that point, it takes, you know, these are people that go to the stadium, like their grandparents have gone to the stadium and their grandparents have gone to the stadium. So it's passed on, right? We're building something really cool here in this city and it's going to get to that level. And then in 10 years, we're going to be like, yo, you know, we've experienced World Cup. We've experienced Copa America, we have experienced the uh, you know, CONCACAF Champions League final here, right? We're going to be talking about all these things because Orlando is going to be a cool city that people come support and it's going to gain interest from the big markets, right? And then eventually Orlando will become a big market and there's going to be no turning back. Jared Dunn, Jess, uh, yes, uh, yes Gaston, uh, Gaston replacement. Love having Pato, but is his position right wing? Would love to have him more uh, central as a false nine, helping control the middle with our captain. Uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Dave, regarding that?
2: I'm sorry, uh, somebody that is listening to our show <laughs> uh, was, uh, was 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 telling me to take it easy on the uh, on the um, on my opinions about our Um But uh, anyhow. Um, I think uh, at this point, honestly, the decisions are on our front office, on our, uh, our Luis Musi and, and Oscar Pareja and Ricardo Moreira on how we need to go about uh, replacements and decisions. Like Luis said, we have, we have a window that is closing May 5th. Uh, it is, what, April 25th, right, if I'm not mistaken? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, time's ticking. And uh, we have to uh, have at least a stopgap decision. I think we are. We have done very well in the past. If you guys remember, Emmanuel Mas was, was that type of signing. It was just, you know, we just needed somebody here. And, you know, he was a serviceable player, but it, he wasn't in the big plans into the future. Um. Uh, I, I personally think we can trade Joey Desard for a serviceable player and throw some Garber bucks in the in the mix, and get somebody that uh, that, that 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 can be that type of player. Um, whoever we bring this window, I think it's gonna be an internal uh, trade within the league. It's what makes sense. Uh, there's teams that are desperate to offload uh, money. I don't know if Miami will do us any favors, but you know they definitely want to skim the milk off the top because uh, obviously they have issues and situations uh, uh, thanks to the fines that they have received. Um, right now, there might be a team out West that, uh, that you know, that has a player that, that needs minutes and probably we can get a loan like that. Um, to be quite honest, it will be speculative, speculative uh, to say anything right now because the situation is just a cold shower. A week ago, we were talking about this guy coming in and they already had a plan and they had all these other things on the table and they definitely were not expecting uh, this situation to happen. So I'm going to limit my comment at saying that uh, there's three gentlemen that know more football than uh, myself that work directly for the team and that they are obviously going to find a solution for us, at least uh, for the, the time being.
1: Uh, uh, Jared, um, I think Pato can play the right wing for sure. He's done it in Milan. He's done it in, uh, in several places. Uh, he can play the wing. He can play as a nine. He can play as a 10. So he can play all, all the, all the positions in attack. Uh, so right now uh, for, for I can see in the system of Orlando city, uh, he has been used as a straight nine and as a right winger which you know he, he he's been in my opinion uh he's had a pretty good a pretty good game um since he you know started doing preseason um as a, he was fully recovered from his injury and that's a praise not only on Oscar Pareja which again he revitalized Nani's career in my opinion and he's doing the same with Alexandre Pato in my opinion that's what he's doing and uh, this is, and it's not just Oscar; it's his staff, you know, the, the physios, everybody that works uh, within the club. And so, I mean, uh, I think um, he could play the right wing for sure. He's shown it already. Taylor, cool. What do we do with Mendes? He's too good to sit on the bench. I, I agree. Well, his his uh, he's- contract have,
2: expires in the summer. We haven't heard anything.
1: We have we have depth. You know we have depth, and uh, I think uh, Mendes. Uh, you know, I, I hope I hope he's able to stay in the team. I mean, I think he's a hell of a player. He's a Selección Ecuatoriana Tricolor. He's uh, plays a high level for his national team, so he's gonna go to the World Cup. And you know, I think um, you know and we also have you know Alexander Alvarado. He's on he's on loan. At LDU. Yes, and he's yeah. doing very well in Ecuador. Día Deportivo If you're viendo Alexander, un abrazo, hermano. Muy, muy bien que te está yendo muy bien. Says, uh, I'm saying, I do my friend and I'm glad that to see you do great in Ecuador, you know. Um it says Oscar Andrés Perucho Guadalupe, will be a good fit as a center back. Yeah, he has a lot of potential for sure. Mm. A lot of potential. Yeah, he's with the the, the US under, under 20. Under 20s. Under 20, yeah. And I Under think 20. that's a great accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for him. Jim D. I really hope we're not losing Ruan. Again, another match where his confidence looks gone. Does not trying to take on players, refuses to cross the ball, does no go to the end line and cut it back. I mean, honestly, I think it was just a bad game. Every single everybody played bad. Really, even yeah. Kingston. <laughs> everyone. I mean, I think it was just a lackluster performance overall and you know i you know uh, i think Ruan is a he's a great human being and uh and a great he's he's had played you know he's had games and you guys cannot lie about this too either that a lot of fans have said oh my god Ruan, he ate the wing he he ate the the, the right flank you know he he schooled everybody and then and then that's another conversation we can have about Ruan, right so i mean i think uh, you know, he's playing for Orlando City and you know, I think he he he'll he'll be fine for the next game, I'm sure. He says Taylor cool, Mutinho has to go. He cost them that first goal. Um I mean Mutinho's been the most consistent. I mean, Mutinho um this this preseason and then this season, he's been playing very well, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. I don't know what Dave thinks. I but, mean he has scored uh,
2: goals. Yeah. Uh, he has, uh, has some assist, uh, at the end of the day, multinho is a sporting, uh, uh, Lisboa. Yeah. Lisboa product. He is an NCAA champion. He is the first draft, uh, uh the first choice in the, uh, super draft. Um, he's, he's a, he's a good player. Um, I mean, he, like I said again, I, I personally, there's nothing good to be said about uh, Sunday. Uh, oh, it was there's a,
1: really nothing good to say. Bad.
2: There's nothing, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely nothing from the from from the get go, from second one. Uh, I mean,
1: I right, um Taylor, cool. Uh, okay, we're in right Then it says Victor Rivera Rodrigo is good. But when Carlos is there, it seems like a totally different battle. Oh, absolutely. That's For you know, sure. Car- Antonio
2: Carlos is superb.
1: Antonio Carlos have played has played Libertadores, has played high-level, you know, has played the Brazilian uh, Brasileirao, you know, and so I mean he's he's a player that definitely and you know just his um and Rodrigo is a great player, too. I mean, Rodrigo has had great games. Rodrigo came
2: to us with three yeah. games in Primera División and First Except- Division in Argentina. Exactly. So he's
1: still a guy that is just learning his ways. You know? Yeah, but not only that, but I think he, I mean, Rodrigo, uh, Antonio got that injury, and then Rodrigo has had some games that have been more than, cheap a, immediately? More, more than acceptable. I mean, he's playing at a the good, yeah. solid level. But if you give me the choice, Antonio Carlos, of obviously. Of course says alianza lima for life good good you también un saludo ah jared jared don says didn't know he played right wing thanks for that insight love having him out, out there hopefully he'll keep progressing comeback player of the year hopefully yeah. absolutely absolutely he's a great he's a great he's, he's and gaston great, Gonzalez next year yeah <laughs> of course i mean and you imagine you imagine that that those wings i mean <sighs> that's gonna be really I know, dangerous I know um victor rivera not having yeah where we read that thank you so much oc fan tv how you doing guys i'm um, glad that you guys were seeing the show joe has been Jaw has been decent re- uh decent recently possibly one of the better players on the pitch yesterday yeah for sure mm? oh, yeah for sure he, he he came in and changed the pace of the game right um and um that's why oscar brought him in you know to try to get plays within the w- left wing and and try to spark because Orlando plays off their wings very well when they won. I mean, that Columbus performance, you know, so look, night and day, right? The Columbus game. And then, you know, and then you 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 watch this, right? So it's just that New York did everything to contain Orlando's wings. By, by doing the hard press, by playing overly mm-hmm. physical. And, you know, they don't have like a major... You know, they don't have an an Austrian striker that scored 14 goals when he played in the Austrian Superliga. They they don't have, uh, Alexandre Pato has, you know, played in some of the biggest clubs in the world. You know, Facundo Torres, one of the biggest prospects in South America, probably right now, the future of the Uruguayan national team. Got to tip your head. great great job. It it was just a a great game for them. And uh, I think Orlando's going to learn. So um moving on um you know what's next right and it is charlotte charlotte is next the new boys in the league um they
2: have some hot and cold moments um like you said they remind me of who we were in 2015 the NFL stadium packed to the gills all the excitement rah 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 uh, you know, Charlotte has been a city that, uh, back in the USL era, they, uh, the Charlotte Independents and the Charlotte Eagles, uh, were, uh, teams that we we battled against. As a matter of fact, it was the Charlotte Eagles who we battled, uh, for the 2013 um, uh, USL Championship, in which Dom Dwyer, Mr. Score, where he wants to, except in MLS, uh, scored four goals <laughs> and, uh, uh, it was a night to remember. I, when I feel a little low, my friends, I actually go back to watch that game on YouTube. I recommend you do that. Um, and um, well, what has Charlotte been up to? This past week, they had a nil-nil result against Colorado as a visiting team. Uh, over the uh, the Open Cup window, uh, they went to Greenville, South Carolina, and. Uh, manhandle uh, the uh, Greenville FC uh, two to one. Uh, Greenville is a USL League One uh, team, third division here in the United States. For those folks watching us outside of the country, and uh, they 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 went and you know they got a result against a team that uh, had no business uh, defeating them. Although uh, I have to I have to say Real so late. Salt Lake lost to a team, an expansion USL League One team with four games in their history. So you know Justin Mayhem, who went online to try to make fun of us because we lost against Red Bulls, needs to look into what he's doing uh, instead of uh, trying to get the uh, Atlanta fans who were too salty because they lost to Miami. But I digress. Uh, So they're coming to uh, to to us, uh, Luis, a, a team that, like you said, that. Uh, it's dangerous. Uh, it's a team that uh, plays a style like Red Bulls. Uh, they, it, there's a nice mix of uh, very young, talented individuals with a lot of experience, not only in MLS but in other teams. Um, they, uh, unfortunately for uh, Charlotte, some of their uh, prospective uh, uh, DPs that they wanted uh, did not pan out. One of the players they wanted to bring was actually a player from Austria. Uh, blew his uh, 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 his ankle uh, right before they were about to sign him. So similar story to the situation with Gaston Gonzalez. Again, football is cruel and unpredictable. And uh, we all know the you know their manager got caught with a hot mic saying you know uh, the translation is we are screwed. But also speak Spanish, know that. Uh, the word that he used rhymes with trucked. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the fact is, is that they are doing a lot with what they have. Um, and, and it's up to us to rebound. And the way you rebound is you grab an expansion team and, and you smash them. Uh, personally, this is a team that coming into the league have high ambitions. Their, their ownership said, hey, we're coming to be the next Atlanta. We're coming to defeat Atlanta. Uh, they, they, want, they want a rivalry with Atlanta. I gladly give them the rivalry, you know, because it makes more sense to me that those teams, uh, which are two cities that are closer uh, to states that, uh, you know, that that share a border. And, um, you know, it, again, we need to, as fans, we need to show with the same intensity, and hopefully the boys will use this experience that just happened uh, as a learning lesson, and then we'll see at 7.30 on Saturday a different team than the one that we saw this past weekend.
1: Yeah, and I want to add into this uh, for sure. Um, I want to start by saying this is a team that is a very, to me, is one of the very interesting teams in the league, in my opinion. I know a lot of the players, I've seen them play in this team. Their midfield, to me, is it's it's superb. I mean, Alcibar... Played high-level LDU from Ecuador, one of the biggest teams in Ecuador, where right now um, Alexander uh, Alvarado is playing um, uh, on loan. Uh, one of the top teams in, in Ecuador, um, high-level, has played Copa Libertadores, has won cups, uh, You know, knows what it takes to, to win and to create an, an attacking play from the get-go. Uh, you have Titi Ortiz, uh, Christian Ortiz. Um, he's played in Peru. He played in the Sporting Cristal, was a champion there. He has played, and uh, he also was one of the high scorers that year in the Peruvian league. He's also he's played as a ten, and also could play as a left winger. Very dangerous uh, set piece galore. He scored a lot of goals in set piece. Uh, throughout his career, comes from Club Tijuana. I think he's somebody that we need to definitely take a look. He loves to play with people as gifted as him. And he's like a uh, Mauricio Pereira, uh, but he goes a little further into – he's more incisive in attack. And sometimes I've even seen him play one time as a false nine. So just saying. And then Alan Franco, right, that came from Atlético Mineiro, uh, from Brazil, uh, knows what it takes to win, playing a huge club uh, over there in Brazil, and came to the MLS to prove himself and win cups, right? And, you know, those are players, this, this is their mid. He's won, um, he's won Alan Franco Copa Sudamericana, just to say, just one player has won Copa Sudamericana. He's won the Brazilian Cup, and he's won El Brasil Airao, which is a Brazilian champion. So he's, he has three cups, just him, just him, just himself. So he's a highly decorated player. Uh, I know that maybe the last name doesn't sound like a Messi, like a Neymar, like a Ronaldo, but these three right here in the mid are very dangerous. So our back line needs to be spot on uh, to contain these three. Um, when it comes to the attack, they have obviously Jordi Reina from Peru. He's played in a... Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, he played in Vancouver. He's playing the MLS already for, for a long time, and you know he's he's playing in the Peruvian national team. He's not a starter in the Peruvian national team, and he's always he's very injury prone. Just to say, uh, I don't see him as a starter. But if he starts, he loves to play uh, on either wing or just being a false nine um, or just a, a top striker. And uh, his, his gift is the assisting. So he's the type of player that on the 1v1, he's going to try to look for a spot. And instead of him going for the goal, he's going to try to assist it to another player. And that player is going to score. So um, that's the type of player that Jordi Reina is. And then to me, the, the most, I think, uh, praise is their coach, Miguel Angel Ramirez. Uh, to me, very exciting coach. Very exciting coach. Uh, one Copa Sudamericana with Independiente del Valle. Uh, he knows what it takes to win. He knows how to build a squad. Um, he, wanted, he wants to come to the MLS uh, to, you know, like, like Dave was saying, bring Charlotte a trophy within the next five years in, in, of inception, and that's what they're trying to do. And, you know, I think tactically he's a very savvy coach, tactically. He knows he he's been known to change systems in the middle of the game. Usually, you wait till half time, you change your system if something's not working. He has done it within the game, like three or four times. (laughs) Like he he's he's that type of player, Uh, well well that type of coach. And uh, he love he's a very a good motivator in, in the locker room and things like that. Something that Pareja is also the same. So it's gonna be a good matchup coaching wise, in my opinion. Um I, I'm, I'm really uh, curious to see who is going to win the duel, you know, of, of, of you know, the coaching duel, right? And they also have interest, interesting players that you probably have heard, um, Dave. You know, Christian, you know, Christian Macoon, he played in Inter Miami last season, uh, Venezuelan international. Um, he's placed the center back. Joseph Mora, he played left back in um, D.C. United, Costa Rican international. You know, and you know, and Harrison Afoul uh, from um, from Senegal, right? And he played Columbus Crew as a right back. So these are players that are very um, very fast on the wings. So Ruan and um, Joao are gonna have are gonna have a big task um, against this team. So that's my assessment on what's coming for Charlotte. Well, I'm not going to add anything to that. Uh, I think it
2: was precise. Judging by the time, obviously, we got to wrap it up. So all I'm going to say is please show up uh, this uh, next weekend, uh, Saturday at 730 at Explore. i support a voice against Charlotte. Uh, before I go, I would like to uh, let people know that uh, the tickets for our next Open Cup game, which is against Philadelphia Union, uh, this is going to be May 10th, Tuesday, May 10th at 7 p.m. Already on sale. Uh, $10 for uh, season ticket holders, $15 general admission. So let's go support the boys once again. Also, I would like to say my hometown uh, club Bayamón SFC uh, this past weekend won the Caribbean Shield tournament, defeating a team out of um, out of uh, Suriname. So I'm super excited about that because I know a lot of uh, childhood friends who work for the team uh, or whose uh, sons uh, play for the club. So I'm I'm, I'm very excited about that and uh, uh, felicitaciones a ellos. Um, also, my team English team Steven Stevenage. Uh, secured a place in the EFL for another season, uh, aging Oldham Athletic. Uh, for all of you that love to preach uh, pro relegation, Oldham, who's Oldham Athletic? It's a team founded in 1995 that has been in the EFL since. And, my friends, uh, is a founding member of the Premier League and is finding itself in non-league next year. A tragedy. But, you know, my team survived, so... Congrats to the Tricky Reds of England, and um, also July 23rd, Florida Cup, Orlando City is going to have a friendly uh, or, you know, part of the Florida Cup tournament uh, against Arsenal. I know know a lot of Arsenal fans are super excited about this, so that's going to be happening. Uh, Last, um, my vlog, The Legendary David on YouTube, uh, has videos of the uh, the game against Rowdies and uh, the game against Red Bulls. So if you would like to see more of me and uh, see more of uh, my point of view of these games, uh, Legendary David, please go support me. Thumbs up, subscription, just like you should do that here at LPO underscore podcast. And lastly, uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter, Florida underscore man 76. Since now Twitter has new ownership. I expect to be (laughs)
1: buckwild. Well, I want to thank everybody that uh, joined us today, everybody listening to us as well on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Um, We are a a lot of proud Orlando. Uh, Follow us on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Um, So I want to kind of say a little thing about Twitter. So I was posting a lot of the stuff for LPO, and now uh, everything Orlando-related uh, that it's essentially informational is going to come strictly from LPO, the LPO account moving forward, like the videos, the recaps, the, the articles and my account, it will be my account again. So essentially my, my thoughts, well, you know, a poll here and there, you know, what I'm feeling about this game, you know? And so you can add me at, at paneta underscore URL, but for all the info about Orlando city, Orlando pride, OCB, which uh, we didn't get to talk about with CP or, or Orlando Pride, but we will in the next in the in the next episode. But um, follow at LP underscore podcast. We're on Facebook as well as Loud and Proud Orlando, and also follow us on YouTube. Click on the subscription notification um, bell for all notifications, so you get you know when the when the show is live. And then I actually want to give a shout out to to the fan base also because. Um, there were some some fans that created this discussion group, and I want to give them praise. Um, it's called the Orlando City SC discussion group. The first one got hacked by um, by scammers, you know. And uh, these this this fans uh, took the initiative to create a new one, and it's actually sparking really good discussions. And I always and I told them, you know, I'm gonna show show our people, you know, y- your your group and so people could join right like treble plumber he's one of the admins and so you know like right now they're letting us uh post our our show right and you know there's a lot of good discussion brewing right without any you know uh oh i know more soccer than you type of thing right so it's 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 really cool And so I just want to kind of pitch them and and tell them to join. We also have our own group. This is strictly for LPO members too, called um, the Orlando City Informed Discussion Group. So you can subscribe to that also. But, um, you know, join, join this group for sure. And on that note, um, you know, there's a lot of Orlando City outlets and a lot of City groups. I personally have joined a lot of the groups. Obviously, because of Loud and proud, we need to promote not only um, our pieces. We need to also want to spark discussion on our articles that we're writing in our editorials. And uh, you know, we we joined this group here, right here, right. And uh, you know, unfortunately, they they are not friendly to. They're not friendly to journalists or to podcasts, you know? And uh, I'm kind of taking a bye by it. Uh, I, I didn't think that that was gonna be the case, uh, but, you know, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's sad. So therefore, because of that reason, again, um, this, is the, this is the group, this is the group. Um, so far 422 members Ours, I think, uh, the LPO one has like 300 because it's net, net, netly informative, you know. But this one, you know, you'll see a lot of memes and things like that, you know, what people like. So uh, go go check it out. And um, to all the groups, you know, we're not trying here to spam your group around. We're not scammers. We're all, our goal is to put the best content possible for the city beautiful. And uh, in our groups, and you know, this is not the only outlet I work for. I work for a different outlet too. We 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 create in freedom of expression, and uh, we also create, you know, believe in in just um, doing this for for the city, right? And uh, when 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 I get a notification saying, "Oh, you're not contributing to to anything," it, it I feel like I'm insulted because. I, I, you know, I try to contribute as much as I can to my city, and uh, and um, you know, while we do here a lot of pride, we do it with a lot of love and a lot of passion, and we do it for the city beautiful, just like our slogan says. So, um, thank you for the support. And uh, again, you know, we want to be part of uh, the Facebook community, but you know, those are things that I, I don't understand. Like, I mean you know, why, why is that? You know, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyways, moving on. Thank you so much for, for sticking around. Uh, We'll be back next week, you know, for more. So vamos Orlando, David, right? Vamos Orlando. Take care guys. Have a good one.
0: and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and ¡Vamos, Orlando!